Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com/sunranto. That's patreon.com/sunranto where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. patreon.com/sunranto don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scully. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento, Cotton, Fly Girl, Michael Cotton, and Infield Fly Girl, Listen to them pipes. Um, very nice job, IFG. Um, yes. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. And that was the first time that you've ever gotten to call the Sun Ranto call. I guess that's what it's called. Uh, and um, Lyle was the original. Then Michael took over. I, I think I've done it a few times, you know, just uh, and then uh, and then that was very nice. You know, that was a really great job. And Bringing the Harold Stills back from the old Ren Fair days. <laughs> <laughs> Town crier. Um, so it, it, Michael Cotton's not here. We'll start by saying that he is feeling under the weather tonight. Uh, apparently he spent too much time in the sun is what he said. Oh, that he, happens to me too. Yeah. I, I, I burn if I stand in front of the refrigerator for too long, but yeah, too much time out in the sun. No, thank you. Yeah, uh, David Elliott agrees. He was at the game today, actually. He says, yay, IFG. Had a great time at the game. Cubs suck. Yeah, I, hey, it was a beautiful day here. and We could start with something a little bit positive. Um, well, first, uh, I'll say, hi, everybody. Happy Memorial Day. I'm Danny Rocket. That's in Field Fly Girl. We're brought to you by our 116 Patreon supporters wow. and Blake Beard's tickets, which are incredible and can be uh, purchased by you at the Blake beard on Twitter. And, um, and one of those uh, Patreon members I was uh, talking about just five seconds ago is going to win 
one of the 116. This incredible Matt Camerer, Pedro Strope print. And uh, tonight we are going to pick the winner of this. And I'm really excited uh, because this is a great poster. I only have two left. And guess what, IFG? I'm sending you one, too. Yep. Sorry, very happy. He could he could join my other Matt made a thing things over here. Yeah, no. Every, everybody needs a camera or a collection. I think, um, and maybe collection should be spelled with a K. Camera or collection. That you know, Ooh, why not? Brandy. It is now a collection. So, um, yeah, uh, Roberto Ramos, Captain Cubo's on the broadcast tonight. Uh, well, he's watching tonight. Says where's there the last two days, and then he. Uh, had an ellipses and uh, seven barfing emojis. <laughs> it's been it's been rough, but we're trying to start positively, Roberto. Um, uh, also, hashtag Chance in the chat, reminded by Bill Sugis here. Uh, and you could win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. Lots of doom going on, but we're not going to start there. We're going to keep it positive as much as possible. But I also want to say this. Um, I think we're going to try to keep this show short. Famous last words. We're already started five minutes late, but I would love to commiserate with all you guys who are our super ranters over on the discord. I love talking to you guys. We've had game watches over there and uh, you kept, you kept me company while I'm recovering from my surgery the other night. I've been enjoying going on the uh, discord uh, shank list and hanging out with everybody. So I'm going to try to bring it over to the discord earlier than usual, maybe even in the nine o'clock hour. If it's central time, if we're lucky, if I can honestly, shut up. like th the way that everything is going right now, I think we just kind of all need a moment to come together in the same room and just have a good old fashioned bitch session. Just get it all out. You know, the tweets don't really quite scratch the itch the way that getting on the microphone and letting fly might do. Yeah. And it's been happening all around because I was just not, I think it was what's I'm all screwed up with the holiday weekend. I guess it was Friday night. After mm -hmm. that horrible Cubs loss uh, where we got shut out by the Reds and and just our asses spanked, um, Cody Del Mendo from the CHGO podcast uh, was hosting a Twitter space. Well, I, I go in there right away and we start going at it. Bitch fest, bitch fest, bitch, fe bitch fest. Commiserate, commiserate, commiserate. Then director of morale, Dom Frederick, comes in. Bitch fest, bitch fest. We got into everything from Marquis to the bench to David Ross to, yeah, I mean, it was just, I mean, we had to get it off of our chests. And so I think that um, as much as I'll try to keep this show positive, which I know I'm not going to be able to, I want to give everybody a chance to talk. So we're going to go over to the discord as soon as possible. I, and here's, I got I'm another positive therapy right after the show. Exactly. Post-show therapy for the masses. Um, this is very cool. So this is Sandra Marchetti's book, Isle 228. That's my picture that uh, dawns the, is, don, is dawned upon the cover. And um, I played uh, just yesterday at uh, Cafe Tola uh, some, some of my Cubs songs in front and behind uh, Sandra reading her poetry. And uh, I asked her if it would be possible if I could get a book that I would give away for the ranters. And so that's what this is. And check it out. It is made out to the ranter poet laureate signed Sandra Marchetti. So I got the bright idea that what we're going to do is hold a good old fashioned contest in June and where it's a poetry contest. And what you do is you write a poem about the Cubs or the ranters or 
really anything baseball related you want that you that you think we'd find funny and and we will judge you on your poetry and uh we'll take audience participation judging too and everything and just like we do with the the cubs caroling and um then at that point we'll pick a winner and you will win sandra marchetti's book but you can buy buy aisle 228 on amazon as well so so, Look at and, that. Michael Cotton misses one show and we set up an entire contest to unseat him as the reading him. poet laureate. Yeah, we're replacing him. Uh, Bill Sugas has already started a poem here. It says, there once was a ranter from Nantucket. Sure, I'm sure that rhymes uh, uh, well with something. I'm not sure what, though. So uh, <laughs> we are Kirby the... Bucket? I don't know. <laughs> Kirby Bucket. And we all could suck it. Um, and we did suck it this weekend. Boy, did we suck it. We sucked... Almost all week. Um, it started off good. Like since we last talked, the Cubs have gone two and four. The two came hot and heavy against the Mets, who are supposedly a good team. They're an expensive team at the very least. Um, Smiley was good in a game. What they won seven to two. Mervis got his first solo shot at Wrigley Field. It was Morell's last homer ever, <laughs> apparently that night. Uh, I'm kidding. Morell come back. I hope. Um, Stroh against the Mets was a thing of beauty, strutting around the mound, turning double plays, making Mets fans mad. Um, Gotta love it. Yeah. Just, really good at making Mets fans mad. He's been doing that for a while. Yeah. Well, he did it when he was on their team and, yeah. and, uh, and he did it in the off season. Like he just, they just, they can't stand it. But actually uncle Mike, I was texting with uncle Mike about this. He, and he's our Mets fan friend. If you've never watched the show before, he loves Stroh, and and he was so sad when they didn't resign him because if you noticed, they resigned a lot of other arms. Like for example, yeah. Max Scherzer. <laughs> like they spent forty million dollars. Well, we spent half of that on Marcus Stroman right now, who's I want to talk about a little bit later because he was in the news this week about maybe you know extension. Little they're you know dancing around each other with that stuff, and I would like. Your opinion as to whether you think that's a good idea, but and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But this was so much fun to watch against the Mets. Everything's starting great, and then it all went to shit. We got blown out by the Mets, then we got blown out uh, by the same uh, margin of of score the next night by the by the uh, Reds, and then two nights we lose eight to five straight in a row. And now we've lost four straight. We are two and four on the homestand so far with the hot as hell rays coming in um i don't know how they did this weekend but um uh are they still in first place i believe they are i, I don't know i would have to look yeah i'll uh, look right now uh, yeah they are well in th they're the best team in baseball so the best team in baseball who's 39 and 16 um is coming in and it's it's looking bleak it's looking really bleak right now and yeah they've won seven of their last 10 too yeah and so you know, what I mean, I know we're coming off the two and seven road trip. So you're like, okay, we lose on the road, then we come home and we'll maybe go 500 or win and get back to 500. But like, we're not even getting the team that Zips projected, which was mediocre. Yeah. We're getting right now, the Cubs are the worst team in the National League. Like, as pessimistic as I am, I mean, I did not see that coming. And, I, I, did you? I mean, did you I'm. 
I was absolutely down on them from the start this year. I just think if you build a team to be mediocre and then you set up the team to be mediocre and then you're making bad decisions the entire way, I feel like the clubhouse knows that this is a bad team that has no chance to actually compete and thus they are playing that way. Like these aren't young guys who are fighting for a spot. They're not like trying to make themselves look good for their next big contract. These are all old dudes who know that they're not going anywhere. Well, and then, I mean, I didn't really consider how hard we were going to get hit with Cody Bellinger being hurt. And now it looks like it's going to be another two weeks for him to come off the IL. So what we're looking at, out in the outfield is Mike Talkman, who's actually been great, you know, since mm-hmm. he's come up and he's, I, you know, he's getting on base, he's knocking in runs. Um, I don't think he would be anybody's answer to it out there. They had, they've been playing, then they've been playing Morel in right, which should never happen ever. And, he's an infielder. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, and even center field, I felt he was kind of passable. Maybe he gets a better read on it out there, find center to easier to play. Maybe the lights, the angles. I mean, you have to get used to all that stuff. Like, right. Like even Kyle Schwarber, you know, it took him forever to kind of like get to a place where he looked, I don't think he ever looked remotely comfortable out there, but, but Morrell really doesn't, especially in right, took a bunch of bad routes on balls. Um, yeah. And Wrigley Field, right field at Wrigley is not terribly easy. That's why we had a gold glover out there who couldn't hit for so many years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you need the arm. And I think Morrell's got the arm, but it's just fielding the position. Right field at Wrigley is tough. Right field is, is tough in a lot of ballparks. And it's not like it's his job and he's out there every day. He's just getting thrown out there occasionally when they don't have somebody else to put there. Yeah, and they do have other people to put there, um, except they don't put them there because they decided, well, they decided that Trey Mancini was supposed to be able to play right field. I don't believe he can. I don't believe he's very good at first base either. Um, So you've got a a no glove, no hit in that situation with that guy. So that seems like a bit of a mistake. One of those veterans you're talking about really not playing for the contract already kind of made their money in a way, Right. probably looking to hang out as long as possible, but they know that it's towards the kind of downside of things at this point. Um, so, I mean, probably following Hosmer out the door at some point. I, although, yeah, that I, I, think, I think when you boil it down to it, like this, this team was put together, like if you get a little bit better than expected out of a bunch of these dudes, then we're a 500 team and we're not getting that. And they yeah. have no reason to try. And then like the whole like magic secret sauce with, the Cubs bullpen that we were riding on and hoping was going to happen. Well, guess what? If you have the pitch clock uh, added into the mix, then that whole thing where you're getting, you know, that little bit of magic out of a bunch of dudes who aren't particularly good in the first place. Now they have extra pressure put on them in a situation that, you know, they're not really built for. Yeah, Like we don't, we don't have anybody who's just a guy who's good at it right now. Yeah, I mean, we broke with 17 third basemen and then and then switched out our third baseman. We had we had a bunch of third basemen and first baseman. It was just like platoon from hell. Um, actually, there were second basemen stuck at third. Nick Madrigal, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you. Well, now Nick's in Iowa. So that churn keeps going. You got 
wisdom out there sometimes you leave morell in the minors then you bring him up and play him in the wrong position and then so that's got to be screwing with his head because like he's only supposed to come up here and hit dongs and maybe play maybe a position that he's good at but yeah you you break with a team that is not is supposed to be average like just mm-hmm. raise the floor concept and then on top of it you play them out of position and make it worse the weird like all the matchups the you, you know watching uh, and I, I won't well Mastroboni at third like the other day there was a lineup in which Morel was in right and Mastroboni was at third yeah Mastroboni is not a good right fielder either but he's played a lot more right field than Christopher Morel ever did in his career yeah. through all the teams he was with Morel has played very little right field in his life but it would seem just if they're both in the lineup Switch him. Let yeah. Morell play third, but they're just like, no, Morell's not playing third anymore. We're not letting that happen anymore. And it's just like, so you take something that wasn't really going to work that well in the first place, and you make it work even worse. Mm-hmm. And then you do dumb shit, like, you know, the bullpen, for example. Like, those blowout games, we weren't in those games. Didn't matter what happened in the bullpen. You, for God's sakes, Tucker Barnhart was one of the most effective arms out of the pen this week in the losses because he had a, a scoreless inning of work. Yeah. But, uh, you know, in that game, for example, Javier Assad comes out for no reason in a blowout to throw five pitches and get an out. And then the Woo-hoo. next night in yet another blowout, you know, not a blowout, but like a game where you you don't necessarily need uh, – they, they bring Alzali out to throw one pitch and get it out like it's some weird side session. So like there's we've been talking about the bench in like why is Hosmer playing? Why is Hosmer the DH? Why is he batting why is Mastroboni batting second? Like all these things like that don't make any sense like on the surface. They you know, you keep being like well there must be some reason and then it just gets crazier. Yeah, if if you wanted to, like, if if your plan was take this roster and make them as bad as possible, you probably couldn't do this on purpose. Yeah, and and so then you start wondering about Jed. A lot of talk about Jed. Jed said this week it's his fault that you can blame all this on me. Do not blame Grandpa Lossie. It's not his problem. Uh, This is my roster construction. There's something I got to fix it, and it's on me. Okay, well, what's the plan then, Jed? And why is this soft rebuild turning into a really long rebuild? Because we are currently the worst team in the National League. Like, we were supposed to be a little bit further along. This is not the floor I was seeing raised. I mean, the rest of the league isn't that much better than us, are they? I mean, are we really worse than the freaking Rockies? Yes. Right now, we got more losses. Yeah. And I mean, like... You know, we can stand around and, and be incredulous all we want, but the team is not built to be good, and we're getting the lower, like, percentile probability of outcomes. Like, it's it, – it, if you're not trying to be good, you're going to be bad because someone is trying harder and actually wants to win. That's and I don't point. see anybody on this team actually trying – to do well other than like Christopher Morell, who knows that if he looks at somebody sideways, he's going to go back to Iowa. Yeah. And he might go back to Iowa anyway, just because he he's once again, striking out half the time, which I, I mean, I give Chris the, I mean, I know he was doing that anyway, but 
I give him the benefit of the doubt just because of the historic home run run he went on. Absolutely. But also the, but also the fact that like maybe if you just d- did not play him in positions that he doesn't belong in like right field and he's thinking about like he's looking at his little card and where do I stand and all this stuff. It's like yeah. maybe he's doing better. Just play him in a position he actually plays and like and that goes for all the and guys. Just leave like, him there and let him grind because we're not doing anything else. It's not like it's not like jerking him around all over the place is making us win games. Maybe just give the boy who's actually trying a job and let him do well, but they don't want to do that because if he does well, then either they're going to have to pay him or somebody else will. Yeah. It's like, we want our guys to do bad because otherwise they'll make too much in arbitration. <laughs> eventually. Um, David Elliott brings this uh, head scratcher up. Um, Edwin Rios is in Chicago again. Why? Why? Like, why are the, you using, like, one of his options up and down? Like, now there's a limit to how many times you can go up and down in the season. So, at some point, you're just going to have to keep him up just because you don't want to lose him or lose the option year. I, I mean, it's just – it's insane because he doesn't bet. They don't play him, and I understand they don't need another third baseman. They sent Nicky Madrigal down. Now, here's the thing about Nick Madrigal. He was not doing well. He needs right. to hit, you know, he was not, he had an OBP under 300. That's not going to yeah. play. Your point is to be a contact guy, bat over 300, get on base somehow if you're not doing that. Now he's down in the minor leagues, of course, tearing it up and doing great uh, because that's the level difference of this. And we see it with Mervis up here at the this level. He's not, not doing great. But once again, Nick Madrigal, maybe he is doing better if he's actually playing a position he's supposed to play. Now there's no room for it second base we have nico horner there and who came back from the il now but even when nico horner was on the il nicky magical was still playing third base can nicky magical stand on first base and not play it well because i mean we've got a a trey mancini doing that yeah we get and and meanwhile then you have mervis sitting two games in a row so if he's just going to sit on the bench just send him back to iowa because this kid needs to develop. He actually is a kid who needs to play all the time to learn how to play this game better. And right. if you're going to have him at the major league level and you DFA Hosmer and then you don't play Mervis for two days in a row, like, is he hurt? Is he what's going on? Like so many head scratchers in the lineups, in the bullpen usage, in the in the roster construction and and. And, and it's honestly, it's just disrespectful to the fans. Like, you know, I Dominic Galoro here, he says, at least we're not the A's. So the thing is, the A's are actively trying to be bad. They're trying to, like, move out of the city. They are trying to make their fans hate them. They are literally, like, trying not to exist as a baseball team. I saw the crowd at Wrigley Field today. That was a shitload of money being made on people who are going there to watch the team they love play. And it is disrespectful to those people to be playing the way that they're playing right now, to be at least we're not the A's. It's unconscionable. We deserve better than this. Alfie here is uh, quoting Lee Elio, a disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. It, It truly is. And I, I just, I actually had the drop. Disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. Disheartening <laughs> fucking situation we're in right now. Thank you, Lee. Um, yeah, and it's and I agree. I agree. And the question is, what do we do about it now? Because I don't. I I can't say the the central sucks. 
Yes. So, I mean, you look at the standings, and I'll pull them up real quick. We can take a look, read them, and weep. But it's not as bad as it could be because of the Central sucks. We're five and a half out. Like, that's a good week and a sweep in Milwaukee away from, like, being right back in this thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're all bunched up in this way because the top team, the Brewers, is only 28 and 25. You know, they, the Brewers have a freaking negative run differential on the season for God's sakes, you know? Um, so this is still a winnable division for a team that's played really terribly over the last month, um, and a half. Uh, but at the same time, at some point you have to see like there's a path to writing this ship. And I just don't know what the exact plan would be. Because you ha- you can improve from within. Um, you know, people throw around names like Cam Sanders from the minor leagues. But the dude's walking everybody that comes up to the plate. I mean, he strikes out right. the other half, but he walks the other half. So you can't have that. And either way, talking about a young pitcher, he's going to have his own growing pains. We're seeing that with Mervis, you know? Like, you want to give these young guys a chance to play and have the pressure off of them and maybe have some uh, leadership and some guidance. But at some point, the players just simply have to play better for yeah. this to get better. And the only way they're going to do that is if they want to. Like, baseball players are as competitive as any other athlete. They want to be playing for something. And literally, what are they playing for? Well, they can win the division. That's what I'm saying. Like, they literally. Could they? Like, I, do I, we, do we, like, literally, can we do that at this point? I mean, it's, it's May 28th. So you got a tough stretch coming up, and I'll, I'll put up June. Let me put up June just to, so we all see what we're facing. We got the, the Rays, the best team in baseball coming in. So I bet you, and I forget who said this on the, the Rancher Discord, I bet you we're going to like take two or three from the Rays right now just to confuse everybody further. Because <laughs> You know, just I'm baseball. here for it because at yeah. least the people who are paying money to see baseball games at Wrigley Field will get to see a win. Yeah, well, and I maybe I'll feel good enough to go too by then because I I haven't felt good since. Uh, but somebody asked in the chat how I was feeling since my surgery, and uh, it's touch and go. But thanks for asking. But uh, I'm here, I'm alive. But uh, it doesn't get too much easier coming up in June. Um, you got four games with the Padres uh, from June second to fifth, right? Uh, which is weird because why is why does this series end on a Monday? It's not a holiday. It's just the four-game series that ends on a Monday. Then we go play the Angels. And, I mean, the Angels, you know, they're not the greatest team, but they've got some pretty they're, – they're better than us. They're two games over 500. And uh, they've got two of the best players in baseball. Hope we get to see Otani. I, I haven't uh, looked fun. forward. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Giants, who are also – slightly better than us a, a game over 500 this is a plus 500 team then you've got the surprise second place pirates then the orioles who are way over their skis right now and doing great um in a really tough division they yeah, are they're only in, four games behind the rays right now yeah. the the baltimore orioles would be in first place in any other division in baseball except the american league east that's how good the orioles have been then you get the Pirates again. And I saw people being like, oh, we'll rack up some wins against the Pirates. No, you might not. You might not have that option this year. Because you really the- might not. They are Those guys are trying their asses off. They know. I think those guys know 
that they are outplaying their expectations. And so they're trying harder. Um, yeah, well, and yeah, so it's like, it's sometimes like kind of getting back to what you were saying before about the trying harder and doing better, that kind of thing. It's, you know, it really might come down to like human mix with this one that the yeah. like the chemistry is just kind of like obtuse and and uh, you're in whereas in some cases you can make uh, I guess what what's the uh, the sum of the parts is or the the sum is greater than the whole of its or the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That's what I'm trying to right. say. Um, and I think, I think what we have in a, in this situation is we have so many leadership guys that we're ending up with a too many cooks are spoiling the broth. Yeah, I mean, it could be either that or like Grandpa Lossie's the wrong guy. And then um, so uh, I'll go on with the schedule because I'm almost done with June here. Yeah. Then we go to London. So not only we get suck in two different countries. This is amazing. Um, yeah. and, <laughs> so there's a lot of off days. So we got the 22nd and 23rd of June off and then the 26th to come back from London. And then we're back in Chicago to face the Phillies who also were in the world series last year and just beat us and kicked our butts. If you remember the last oh, time yeah. we faced them. And then you got Cleveland who is in a weak division, but still has at least one more win than the Cubs do. So all these teams, well, there's not a lot of teams that are worse than the Cubs right now. And that's, what's the sad the sad thing um can they turn around i guess so but like not this month because if you look at that schedule it's going to be real freaking tough you yep. needed to beat the reds this weekend and you didn't even win one goddamn game against a bunch of kids and old dudes on a team that's not trying to be good yeah, well, and then you look at the Reds, and I, you know, I don't know. I asked Billy DeVore if he was going to be able to come on tonight, at least gloat a little bit in front of our faces, just so uh, we could hate on hate on him a little bit. But I um, know exactly what Billy DeVore has been doing because I was doing it with him part of the weekend. Oh yeah, I love <laughs> that you guys were hanging out, uh, going to the Mariners game, um, and um, yeah, how was that? You said the crowd was very crowdy. The crowd was very crowdy for this game. I went to this game and I went to the game yesterday. I didn't go today. Um, so, like, this game was terrible for the Mariners. They gave up more home runs than they've ever given up ever. I'm pretty sure they had just, like, a juiced ball going on. Uh, it was bananas. Like, things that should not have been hit out of that park were hit out of the park. It was very dumb. Um, I left around the fifth inning. It was bad. But then they played today, and it was a lot of fun. And... Um, Gino yeah. had a walk-off home run. It was a lot of fun. I was hoping that Billy would be here to talk about it because we could talk about how much he loves Gino and how much I love Gino now that he's on the Mariners and not. He maybe yeah. Well, they they got they had all those ex Reds on that team. They had some weird yeah. uh, kind of sim symbiosis there, but it's uh yeah I I I really got to come out there sometime because that's it's one of the so ballparks funny. I haven't seen. I was down at Wrigley today and there was a woman uh with her family. And she was hitting Wrigley today, and it was mm -hmm. the final ballpark of uh, all 30. And actually, it was 31 because she had seen uh, games in Montreal back when the Expos played. Oh, so I'm this so was jealous. her 31st ballpark. And yeah, so I was like, oh, that's cool. And Wrigley to be the last one on a Sunday Memorial that's Day. And then, well the, and then for the Cubs to lose so pathetically in front of her, oh, embarrassing. Um, uh, Chris Becker, uh, points this out It no spark or swagger. And I think that is a great point. Uh, you know, yep. 
And it's it's like we saw that for years when we had our core and they really had a gel to them. And I don't yeah. think you can I mean you can definitely manufacture that gel, but it's got You remember You remember a uh, drunk Johnny Lester in the locker room after you know, that playoff win. And he's like, these guys are so cocky. <laughs> they get up there. They don't give a shit about anything. They know they're going to win the games. They know they're good. And they just get up there and they do it. And that's why we're here where we are right now. You know, like they're just, they're up there and they're cocky. And like, we don't have that right now. We don't have guys on the team who know that they're good and are trying to be better at it. Yeah, I, I mean, miss it so much. Well, and you you kind of want to see it with the young guys, kind of to provide that spark. But and it happened at first with Morell, but Morell went on a homer tear during a time when we were losing still. So yep. you know, Mervis comes up into the middle of this too, and that I I don't know if somehow feels mishandled to me. I think just because it never should have been this way in the first place, or or maybe there's too much pressure on him right now because. Because of, nobody else is doing good. All of your doing, leadership yeah. guys aren't leading anything anywhere. Yeah. So, team leadership signings and who's fucking leading the team right now. Yeah. It's like we're in this like jalopy of a car and like the pistons are misfiring and like, you know, the wheels coming loose. And then, so we, you know, we, we start to, you know, favor this side and yeah. list to the left. And then that's 20 years ago. Was, that car was a classic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. So it's, all right. Well, how about a little, just a little bit of good news, uh, and then we'll take a quick commercial break. And um, but uh, Hendo came back, and it didn't go that bad. I mean, we lost. It was. I mean, he didn't do great, but it it wasn't a total disaster. Um, it, he gave up soft contact. I I know that there was like I saw some tweet from. Um, Brett Taylor of Bleacher Nation talking about the inning where the these like these four base hits fell in um, right. for, for the Mets that it was like an eighteen percent chance that all four of those would have been a hit. One of them likely should have ended an inning. They all just blooped in. The game gets out of hand. Kyle throws too many pitches. They had to go get you know that it just steamrolled into a bad right. situation. But nice to see Kyle back. He's not the knight in shining armor. No, but it's nice to see him. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and especially with like Tyone failing yet once again to, and he wasn't even as bad this last time on Saturday, but it still wasn't great. I mean, you know, the defense was failing us. Cubs committed five errors over this time. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's like lots of different things going on that aren't right. But like Hendo's back. So I'm supposed to like take these little like silver lining things and be like, oh, well, Morell broke up the no hitter. Like, remember that? We almost got no hit. <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't a no hitter. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at these little slivers and just kind of like hoping something comes out of it. I don't know. I don't get know, enough it, slivers together, we can get a stick big enough I can stab myself in the eye and I won't have to watch this shit anymore. Yeah, and Omar <laughs> says, uh, I think Jed Hoyer needs to get fired too. And, and and that's the thing that's really concerning about this situation is that when you go down to like where the well get got poisoned, Yeah, like it's, it's not just like, oh, we had a tough year because Belly got injured. It's like 
no, that that's just one thing. Belly will be back, you know, maybe it, and then we probably trade him because it's, you know, but right. whatever, whatever moves that we're going to make, we break with the wrong team. Things go well. Okay. Anyway, we'd go 500 in April and you're like, okay, maybe you can, maybe they'll make a little move here. Nah, they don't really make the right moves. They make all the wrong moves. In fact, and then you're like, well, who's making these stupid moves? Who's making these lives? Well, it's grandpa lossy. It's Jed Hoyer in the freaking first place. It's Ricketts. And Ricketts seemed like he even opened up the pocketbooks a little bit this time. We signed Swanson. You're supposed to be excited. We got Saya. like, you know, like things are going mm -hmm. seemingly okay. You got Stroh on your team. Like, it seems like yeah, it's gonna be everything like, goes right in a couple of years. We can sign Shohei Otani, and now uh, I've given up on that. You lock up Hap, you extend Horner. Like, there's good news happening, but it's still not working. So it's like even the good things you think you're doing aren't working. So when you think about you, Hoyer, maybe he is the like maybe that's and then how far does that set you back? Because then you've got a whole new guy you got to get in there. Then they need to they're going to build in their image and it's just like it just feels so i don't know the wells poisoned way back yep <laughs> anything to add to that negative i'm trying to be positive yeah yeah here we go oh i want to get to that i was yeah tom cooper pointing out they couldn't even get the billy williams bobblehead yet right i want to talk about that in a bit um can we talk about that after the break yeah let's talk about it after the break we're going to take a quick break for our Patreon uh, commercial. And um, please become a Patreon member. You get the Cubs pod every single day to your inbox. And uh, the only way you get that is by being a Patreon member. You get to come on the Discord uh, after the show, hang out with us. All the game watches you can be a part of. Um, it's just a, a great deal. And it's only a dollar a month. So we're looking to add people. And uh, you should be a, a part of it. So please do that. And we will be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog -dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back. Hashtag chance in the chat. 
to win a message of love and doom sent to you on a Frank Chance postcard. We'll be drawing that tonight along with the Patreon drawing for the Patreon patron of the month where you will win this Pedro Strope Matt Cameron art piece. Very cool stuff. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, well, first of all, let's do a little Cubs news and then we will get to the Billy Williams thing because it cracks me the hell up. But um, I already mentioned Madrigal, the AAA. He's tearing it up down there. That was the replacement for Hendo. But I did want to point out that Nick Birdie, whose wife worked two jobs so he could rehab from t- two Tommy John surgeries and some thoracic thing, um, finally comes back throwing gas, and the poor man needs an appendectomy. And two, what are the odds? Jameson, uh, no, not, uh, uh, what's his name? Trevor Williams had an appendectomy last year. What are the freaking odds that two Cubs two years in a row will get an appendectomy? It's it's wild. So now uh, Nick Birdie's wife has to get a third job to now heal him from this less. She's a nurse yeah. practitioner too. Uh, do you think she has Munchausen syndrome and is just like secretly poisoning him <laughs> to take care of him? That's awful. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I've I've seen these shows, you know. And if you don't know what Munchausen syndrome, I know you do because you laughed right. like you do, yeah. But it's if you um make somebody sick on purpose. Yeah, Munchausen's so proxy is is when you make somebody else uh, sick because you like the attention. Munchausen's is when you like pr- like make yourself sick so that be- so you get the attention from like people fawning over you because you're sick. Um, it's, it's extremely pathological and yeah, no. Can I tell you a really wild story that happened Uh, about this? All right. So I was in the cast of rent in 1996 and we were coming through Chicago and there was this girl who was like one of the fans that would sit in the first two rows of the show. And we find out that she's got some disease and like, she's going to die and she's got it. She's like part of this hospital thing. She's going in for all these these things, uh, these uh, procedures and stuff. So the cast is like praying for her and they're doing these prayer circles and like they're giving her all this attention and love this girl. And she was like, you know, maybe 19, 20 years old, something like that, you know, yeah. not sure. And I was always like, oh, that girl's weird. Like, I don't know what's up with her. And I, I was pretty young too. So I was like, you know, just kind of got like some weird feeling about it. So I never mm-hmm. went to the prayer circles and stuff because that's not my style anyway. Anyhow. Right. So she goes in for this procedure and the cast is so worried they're praying. And then, so then they call in the hospitals. They call the hospital that they think she's at. And they're like, yeah, we're trying to find out what happened. It's been two days since this surgery. We don't know what's going on. And they're like, yeah, we have no patient here by this name. And so they, it's, the whole thing started to unravel little mm-hmm. by little by little. And it's exactly what you're talking about. She just wanted the attention from the cast. She wasn't sick at all. And so she had to come and uh, apologize to everybody. And I went up to her and I gave her a big hug. And I'm like, that was hilarious. (laughs) I'm like, you totally fooled all those idiots. I'm like, that was that cracked me up. But uh, I've always been kind of a sick person. I enjoy things like that. But anyway, um, I never talked to her again. I never trusted her. And I was kind of right. Absolutely. But um, I don't think. Nick Birdie's wife has that though, but you never know. Um, so uh, Hosmer officially released, so that's that chapter is over. It's it's over. Assad is back up to uh, and he did 
okay in the when he had to kind of do the cleanup on uh Saturday. What was crazy was the one at battery face the day before, but he's back and once again, this is his second time up, and they're only allowed up and down three times now. So that could be an issue at some point. So now he's just with the team, which is fine because you know you'd rather have him than Fulmer, I guess. And sure. We saw Estrada today not get it done. A few times Estrada. Everybody was like, oh, just give Estrada a chance. That'll work. And, do we and have anybody who can get it done at this point? No, do we get nothing's working. <sighs> That's the point. They all just have to do better. Like there's nobody in the minors that could come. They're not going to trade for anybody. There's no, no dude on the scrap heap that they're going to get, or maybe some like maybe some DFA guy from another team. But isn't that kind of what we already have? And if he was DFA yes. from another team, there's a freaking reason. So like, so that's all we, that's all our choices right now. So I don't see it getting any better um, except for um, this question. And this is about, and I just want to talk about this specifically in this little segment here, Marcus Stroman strutting around the mound, pitching great against the Mets. Um, great year so far. Hasn't opt out at the end of the season. He's making 20, Three million, something like that. Um, he, I think he could probably make more than that. Starting pitching is quite sought after and really, really expensive. Yeah, um, I think there's a good chance he would opt out. So, you, two choices right now. You could either say, okay, he's here now. I do see a good window for him being on this next great Cubs team. Do you get that extension done? Like right now, like how they just extended happened. They just extended Nico. You know, do you just add to that little extension list right now? Or do you kick the can down the road? Because you're going to lose him. He's Some other team will overpay Marcus Stroman. Yes. At, right now, he's, he's yours. What do you do with Marcus Stroman? It, do you want him on the next Cubs team? That I mean, competes? I... I would like to want to watch the next Cubs team have a chance to win baseball games. So on that level, like we need somebody to throw baseballs and he is a qualified person who can do that. Um, you know, I, do I want to be Marcus Stroman's best friend right now? Not particularly, but somebody needs to throw the baseballs and I don't need to be everybody's best friend. So sure. Yeah. Let's go ahead and extend Marcus Stroman. Now I know he's in the news saying, Oh yeah, man! I would absolutely love to be extended by the Cubs. I think that's a very baseball player answer. Yeah, they all say that. They all say that. Like, there's there are two circumstances under which he's actually telling the truth there. And number one is he is perfectly fine never seeing a competitive roster again in his career. Uh, and number two is he doesn't think he's gonna be well received on any other fan base. So. We do you like know. him more. Like, I, I don't see people really coming after him too much for his politics. Um, you know, it's some of the, the anti-Semitism is disgusting. But, Absolutely. And that's but, why I don't want to be his best friend. But again, I don't need to be everybody's best friend. And somebody has to throw baseballs for the team. So if I ever want to see a winning baseball team again, yeah, Marcus Stroman should probably be on it. And it And the problem is like, it's not like you're signing this ace because he's not the ace. It's he's yeah. someone that you'd like to see two, three. And Terry E brings up this. He's 32. 
Right. And that's not particularly old, old, but you might want to get, you know, you don't want to give them five years or something. No, like but, but like maybe three, maybe four on the outside if he's cheap for the fourth year. Um, I, you know, I mean, I would love to be in a position right now where at the end of May, I'm going, look, man, a couple moves. We're going to go ahead and sign an ace. We're going to bring in a couple of bullpen guys who are going to snap everything together. And then in the next couple years, we're going to make a playoff run and Marcus Stroman is going to happily like take a good deal to win a World Series. Um, but I don't see that happening. So I feel like it's either... I feel like either what's going to happen is they'll extend him or we're going to end up trading him because we don't have shit else to do with him and somebody's going to pay him more to extend him. Yeah. I mean, and starting pitching could, could nab you quite a bit in the, in the market of somebody that really needs, that's really going for it. But I just, I don't know that Stroman is going to be as sought after as maybe some other guys. I don't know. Like, it's tough to say. He obviously has a lot of experience. He's having a great year so far. Um, the age does concern me a little bit, but not too much if it's only like three or four years. Um, yeah, he's very healthy. He takes care of his body. Like he's not, I don't think he's a huge injury risk. Um, you know, he, he'll he decline the way any, you know, 30 some odd pitcher might decline. I don't, particularly see him playing as long as, you know, a Justin Verlander or something like that. Um, Cause he can't, he's not going to be able to jump up in the air like that when he's 42, but eh, I mean, yeah, I would the like defense, to see him, extended, I love but I would like to see him extended because we are making other moves to make a decent baseball team happen. Yeah. It, it I don't want to not spend him to get other players that are going to improve this baseball team. Also. Yeah. Cause it's not going to be particularly cheap to extend him either. I mean, it's not right. like he's going to take some hometown discount and no, like you're committing money that you actually do have to spend. Although, sure. you know, the Cubs, they're spending 175 million right now. Um, and You're this is what we get. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm like, uh, you think that it's 175 million gives you a little bit more in this, this uh, economy, but apparently not. Um, Maggie says extend. Bill Bill Suga says uh, swap for Hunter Green. That'd be nice. He almost no hit us. That we could have that on our side. Um, you know, and Mike says there's a number where both sides can be happy. Um, he's not an elite number one over the next five, but I can he's still not see an elite him number being, one right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I could see him being a solid three in five years. Exactly. Like I, I can kind of see him slats, you know, kind of sliding into that, like John lackey role or something like sure. that. And of his career. Now let me throw one uh, kind of wrinkle into this. If you want to kick the can down the road a little bit further. And that's like, here is who is available. I know it's a little small on the screen because I, yeah. I there's quite a few pitchers that will be available on the open market next year. And I, I know it's only May 28th. It's Memorial Day and I'm talking about the offseason already. But I'm just saying that this would go – this is per, uh, relevant to this conversation only Absolutely. because um, this is what Marcus Strom is, is also up, up against. You know, he's making 23 right now. Um, and then – you know, ahead of him, you got Max Scherzer. You got the big gun, Shohei Otani, who's going to yep. be a free agent. Um, uh, and he'll only be 29. But I think, I think Otani, you're at the risk of at the all-star break, you know, somebody or at the trade deadline, rather, uh, you know, there's always the risk that the angels are going to 
do a trade and to somebody who will extend him immediately. Like, yeah. like Otani might not be available in the off season. Yeah. I'm, and then what you're looking at is Max Scherzer, who's a hundred years old and Clayton Kershaw, who's a hundred years old and like Ryu, who's like old and also broken often. And it's like, who else do you really have here on this list that is going to give you the next five years? Yeah. Yeah. When you put it that way as who's going to give you that kind of time, um, it does change. I like Urias from the Dodgers. Uh, uh, you had another lefty there. The other question that He's goes along person with who doesn't want to be my best friend, but sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, yeah, not a great human, but uh, then you get into, well, uh, Syndergaard. Uh, Manaya has a player option, Stripling. Andrew Heaney from Texas, the lefty. Uh, I mean, that, now, now you're kind of coming down into a different level of starter. So Sonny Gray is on this list. He is he's a free agent. That could be something. I mean, there are some names, but, you know, all these teams are looking for these guys. And so you right. have – my, I guess I come on the, the, the side of get Stroman done now so that you have that locked up to the future and then you don't have to worry about at least that spot. Now you have to worry about a lot of other things. Are you going to get Drew Smiley to come back? Are you going to get um, – are you going to develop Wisniewski? Is yeah. he going to be a dude eventually? Is Ben Brown going to come up and be a guy that you can count on? Is Kyle Hendricks – gonna be Kyle Hendricks of old for I mean is it I think that's a club option for next year um yeah is, is it I saw him yep. on this list yeah, yeah club option in the middle there so you could still put something together I mean you're still not rolling up an ace right yeah I I honestly I don't I don't see us in the Shohei Otani market anymore at the beginning of the season I was absolutely riding that train all the way down the road, but I, I don't see that happening. Shohei Otani has accomplished everything he possibly can in his career, except winning a world series. And I do not see this, the him having the confidence that the Cubs are going to take him there. Yeah, no, I, I, I tell neither do I, I don't have that confidence either. Um, yeah. So it's, it's an interesting uh, conversation. I mean, I hope it doesn't like really overshadow the, the this, this season. You know, like, I don't, I don't want to be talking about this yet, but it seems like as we get closer to this trade deadline, yep, it's frustrating that belly is hurt because you're like, well, he was a flipper. Like we we're going to flip that guy, you know? And now I'm like, he's hurt. So I don't know who's going to two, two more weeks. He, I hope he comes back strong and gets his value yeah. up because we need that um, at that point. And then there's another person like, do you extend him? Probably not. Cause then you're locking up the whole outfield. It's like, Cubs have painted themselves into some weird corner by these like non-committal deals. And some text threads I've had with some friends of mine about this. It's that just Jed's got like, Jed's got no bravery to yeah. what he's doing. It's like like he's, me playing chess. I'm terrible at chess, by the way, because I try to project everything 14 steps in advance and I'm not really good at guessing what other people are going to do. So like, you know, it's like, okay, so you play super, super defensively and I'm not going to spend all the money on the, on the big risk guys because they might not pan out. So let's do the safer option for a little less. And instead of signing a closer, that might actually be really good. Let's sign two relievers who kind of suck for the same amount of money. Um, and it's like, 
and see you if know, one of them pans out. Yeah. Yeah. And see if one of them pans out. And it's like, ultimately that's actually not as safe as just signing somebody who is good at what they do. <laughs> oh my God. You mean talented people do better? That's crazy. I never would have thought <laughs> people with more talent do better. Huh? I never, that's just amazing. Yeah. And it's true. It's uh, it's just like they've, they've smart guide themselves into like some weird corner where yeah. they just had to get all the interlocking pieces of the puzzle. Right. But didn't realize they were putting together an ugly puzzle. Like, you know, like yeah. hey, all the pieces fit. I'm like, so Great. it's an you, ugly. Are puzzle. you going to hang that on the wall? I mean, yeah. show it to your mom because it's gross. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway, it's, <sighs> it's interesting. I, I don't know if we can even trust like, the coaching or the pitch lab, or I, I, I did, I don't know what cylinders we're firing on. Like I haven't seen evidence of this because we've been waiting since blue Friday. Yeah. For this was years ago. Yeah. We're it's 2021 is when that happened. And so, yeah, we're at two years now, but this was supposed to be a quick reset and it's it's turning out to be nothing of the sort. But the quick reset was completely dependent on the idea that th they were doing the right things to develop the players that would start to emerge at this point. And I don't know that we're seeing it yet. Maybe we do. I mean, maybe give it one more year, two more years, three more resets. I mean, what is what is it going to take? This is a big market team and it's and it's frustrating the hell out of everybody. But still, I appreciate everybody watching us here on a Sunday night during Memorial Day. It's having a, having a good time hanging out with y'all. And um, yeah, anyway, let, why don't we just take just what actually it's a it's a new commercial I've got for us. And it's for Mike Waller, who's actually here tonight in the chat. And uh, I asked him, he's one of our, our greatest Patreon supporters. And he's at one of the levels that gets you a commercial. So like, just like we sell Blake Beard's tickets, he's at the commercial uh, level of Patreon support. And so is Mike Waller and his show Cubs PS Plus. So uh, I asked him to do a little commercial for that, and I'm going to play that. And I'm also going to play an In the Clutch commercial because I'm wearing my In the Clutch Cody Bellinger shirt. Nice. 20 getting high. So we'll be right back, and we're going to talk all about the debacle that was the Billy Williams bobblehead day. We'll be right back. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about catcher metrics? How about a coffee or a run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masterboning? If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, a Northside numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. If you like the Cubs a bunch, buy your t-shirts from In The Clutch. We've got all the best styles for you. Dansby Sam, Morel too. Clark Fly in his double U. Cody Bellinger, smoking dudes. Vintage shirts from days of old. Patrick Wisdom and Nico. You'll look sharp wearing your strobe. 10% off with the code. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. In the clutch.com is your store for the most fun baseball shirts on the planet. 
Don't forget to use promo code SUNRANTO to knock a couple bucks off your purchase. Stack or die, we need more cups. Get it all at In The Clutch. Cause if you like the Cubs a bunch, buy t-shirts from In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Get it all at In The Clutch. Welcome back to the Sun Ranto show. Um, man, oh man. Uh, let me, t- let me tell you this. I, I listened to uh, our friend Mike Waller's show the other day on Cubs PS Plus, and uh, the poor guy decided to do a show about how Miles Mastroboni was actually good. <laughs> and then, wow. and then he, and he just kept not being good. But then I, I, I loved listening to Mike's show because it, he, um, he made the case that Miles Mastroboni will be like a Tommy Listella type, that he is what Nick Madrigal should be. And that like a lot of the, the kind of peripherals around somebody like Miles Mastroboni, who has hit at every single level that he's been at, um, that maybe we can get that out of him. Now, what I don't know what position he's supposed to be on this So he's team, literally right? a Tommy Listella <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, but I love you know, Tommy so much. He's currently a free agent because he couldn't stay healthy. Uh, you know, like maybe we should just sign people who are good at baseball. It would be nice, wouldn't it? Have good players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we need our mediocre players to do better. That's what we need more than more than anything right now. But anyway, uh, check out the Cubs PS Plus. Also, um, Hashtag chance in the chat if you would like to win a message of doom and love sent to you on this postcard to your home or place of business. Um, so, God bless America. Did the Cubs fuck up this one? <laughs> Saturday night, Billy Williams bobblehead night. The famous statue. The man's a Hall of Famer. He's got his number retired by the Chicago Cubs, number 26. Famous number. You see it all over Wrigley Field. It's hanging on nice. the flagpoles. Lots of people. They they own the jersey. They sell in the Cubs store. You know, it's one of the legendary jerseys that they do sell at the Cubs store. Right, right there at the headquarters of the Cubs. They have the – right there in the window, in fact, sometimes. 26, just hanging there. Billy Williams. So they made the bobblehead. And uh, let me show you the picture here. This is from Shriver Bone on Twitter. Tim Shriver looks like he plays uh, the trombone. Um, so uh, he tweeted at UniWatch, the Cubs are giving away a Billy Williams bobblehead tonight. He wore number 26, not number one. Hashtag just add 25. Did they have a big stack of leftover Kosuke Fukudomes from 2008 and just swap the heads out? Or, like, what's going on here? I, I don't know. I, well, first of all, like, it's weird to me that this was a bobblehead at all. Like, I was talking about this yeah. on the Cubs pod. I'm like, they have the Billy Williams statue, and it's that statue gold, coppery color, and it seemed seems to me that bobbleheads are like those big goofy headed things that are like kind of caricature-y and this isn't a statue honoring a famous hall of famer maybe you should make a little statue or you know something like that instead of a bobblehead out of it and then like to me like the bat is too big like look at the bat It's, it's the entire thing is just ridiculous looking yeah it's not well 
put together, in my opinion. But then to have the oversight, to not have the oversight, to not screw up the freaking number and put number one, I mean, it's it's comical to me. And then the Cubs had to turn tail. How many figure- people had to see this before they gave away 20,000 of them at the front door? Well, I mean, I don't even know at what level the communication broke down that they screwed this up. So, I mean, it could have been at the factory. It could have been a prototype or an email that got lost or something that happened. I mean, you would have think this would have been in the original plans to use his actual number and that at some level down the chain that they're like, oh, my gosh, we got a whole big order and they're all wrong. But we already announced that it's bobblehead night. So I guess we got to give them away. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is like where they they nobody opened it when they came. And be like, and nobody even noticed then. Yeah, that's a great point because I'm I'm picturing them all like wrapped up on pallets and just nobody opened them till that day. Oh, somebody knew. Somebody but they knew. made the decision to give them away anyway. Like we were all too dumb to figure it out. And if they didn't know, is it worse that they didn't know that because they just weren't doing their job and didn't even check to be like it's wrong because they've been sitting on these. I mean, I don't know when they got the delivery yeah. but it had to be last week or the week before like you'd think they'd want them in house just in case something else went wrong and keeping them Somebody in a had to approve the prototype right well yeah i mean i've made bobbleheads before uh I've made the john baker day bobblehead and all the hands broke off so i've had my own little bobblehead debacle yeah. some people didn't care like me and john for example we didn't care and and now no, knowing that you have a broken fisted one is the way to know that you got the original because the other ones were second printing, but uh, the the Cubs are doing a uh, second printing, and actually, I was privy to. I already got my Billy Williams bobblehead in the mail. It it came right away because you know they know I do this show, and they know that they don't want bad press. So they sent me my replacement Billy Williams bobblehead right away, and there it is. Just oh, lovely. Yeah, just it's it's. That no numbers on this one though. They decided just not to have a number, I guess. And oh got, damn it! They put the wrong name on the front. That's that's the only thing they screwed up the name on it. And the, apparently, Billy, I had to tell them like, that Billy just like him though didn't play tennis or have breasts. So like the those things. It, but you know, sometimes things get like a little characterized um, when they you know bobblehead things and they don't look like the original. Like Chris Bryant's didn't look like his either, for example. Um, they all looked like John Waters that year. That was the John Waters bobblehead year. Um, so yes. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs are going to make it worse though. And uh, I want to see what people are saying uh, in the chat. They made these in China, right? I, I have no idea where they made these. Um, probably, I would say they probably made them more locally because it wouldn't make that much sense to get that many ten thousand from China. That seems like. Expensive. They also messed up the Fergie Jenkins one as well. Um, I don't know how. So let me know how they messed up the Fergie Jenkins one. Um, but I do know that the Cubs knew they screwed up. And so they sent a letter immediately to the fans. And let me just read it here for you. May 27th, 2023, Cubs ticket news. Fans. For our game against the Cincinnati Reds, blah, 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 we made a regrettable error by distributing Hall of Famer Billy Williams bobbleheads with the incorrect number as tonight's gate giveaway. To correct this, new bobbleheads are being made. Due to manufacturing and shipping times, it is likely these items will be available next season. They literally dropped a wait until next year on this thing. 
If you are one of the 10,000 fans who received tonight's giveaway, you will be contacted with more details on how to exchange the incorrect bobblehead. We appreciate your understanding and patience. Thank you, Chicago Cubs. How the hell are they going to do this? This is a logistical freaking nightmare. So what I'm supposed to come and exchange my Billy Williams number one bobblehead and you probably have to do it at the box office because they don't want to pay for shipping to send it to you. Yeah, or I got to, or they're going to send me like a prepaid box, and I got to send this back. Then what are the Cubs going to do? Going to do with this? And I was talking to Crawley about this the other night. What's going to be worth more? Yeah. What, what is it? The misprint. Well, like, we know like, there are ten thousand stupid ones out there. How many people are going to have this? bullshit bobblehead next year how many are going to go through all the steps that it takes to get the real one yeah not that many so like a collector like the the corrected bobblehead is going to be the the more valuable of the two. Oh, you think I, so i think so because every uh, like every step that it takes is going to be another like thing people aren't going to do and That's right. gonna be like, well if you opened it we don't want to take it back or like if you don't you know if you don't have the proof that you were the original ticket, ticket holder, holder yeah. you're not gonna get it and all this other stuff so like if you bought the number one billy williams on ebay you're not getting the new one they'll probably only print up as many as people sign up for like let's say like 500 people sign up for this stuff and the question, though, is like, I if I got one of the original ones, I, I want both. Like, they should just, what they should do is not some dumb exchange where I'm going to give you this bobblehead back and, like, it's yeah. a freaking piece of, piece of plastic. You screwed up. Just pay for more bobbleheads. I mean, they're not cheap, but if you're buying 10,000 of them, what's it going to cost you? Like, yeah, 10 bucks a piece tops, maybe? For that many? I don't know how much it costs. I mean, for the Baker ones, it was expensive. It was like, 30 bucks a piece to make these things and to ship them out. But if you're buying that many, maybe you probably get a better deal. I, I don't know what it costs the Cubs. Yeah. Dominic checked back in. He says the Fergie Jenkins ones, the uh, retired number date on the box is incorrect. Says his number was retired in 2000 instead of 2009. Oh, into the, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. It's just like, can you just double check? Like there's four words on the thing the, you, you know, the, Proofread. Literally, ask words. any Cubs fan in the bar across the street; they will correct you. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> look, this look okay? Go to Murphy's. <laughs> no, man, you got the wrong date on the box, bro. <laughs> so I want to bring up something just because this reminded me of another thing that happened, and br bring up Beth Murphy one more time, who actually was the one that saved. This is the last time that th this a debacle happened like this when they threw all that Ron Santo memorabilia in the trash. And uh, Beth Murphy's the one that saved that. Um, this, uh, the latest twist, I got this, uh, forget. Uh, so I wanted to give him credit and I didn't write down, but I'll, I'll uh, drop the link in the next break. But the, the latest uh, twist came Wednesday when Tavern owner Murphy, the primary spokesman woman for the Rooftop Owners Association that is battling the Cubs over their renovation plans, this was way back in the day, said she had memorabilia in her bar um, 
right now. Murphy said she instructed a couple of her bartenders to get the items from the dumpster. The items were on display in her bar on Wednesday. So she brought them over to the bar and displayed all the stuff that the Cubs had thrown away in the trash. She said, I saw them walk when I was walking my dog. I'm a big Ron Santo fan, and I thought we should display them. At first, I didn't want the Santo family to know it was in the dumpster, but I did give them first right of refusal. And this was all uh, reported originally by Paul Sullivan of the Chicago Tribune uh, that said that local bar owner Beth Murphy had played here on Monday when she spotted and retrieved a pile of Ron Santo memorabilia. The Cubs say they threw away accidentally the memorabilia, which included a card signed by fans following Santo's death, was found in a dumpster outside Wrigley Field. Once retrieved, the items were temporarily put on display at Murphy's Bleachers. They will be returned to the Santo family this year. And, like, it's just like they're always screwing up stuff like this. Like, threw it away accidentally. There yep. was, I saw it. Um, do you know who John Hanley is? Um, he's the, the, um, he's a great artist. He does baseball art. Oh, okay, not who I was thinking of. And I was thinking of John Henley, the the blind guitarist. Never mind. Oh, so <laughs> John Hanley, he he did. He's a great artist. He used to do a lot of stuff with the Cubs, and he was so disgusted by the Ricketts politics that he stopped doing stuff with them completely. So, uh, but he wrote this on Twitter. He doesn't give a fuck either. He's got his situation going down, and it. yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. So he, John Hanley said, I worked on a cup project a few years ago and the marketing person wanted Ron Santo to sign a mini, mini W flags. He couldn't because he's dead. Jesus <laughs> Story. So this is like somebody marketing that just doesn't even realize that Ron Santo's dead. Like, how do you even right. get this job? Like there's plenty of cup fans that would be pretty qualified for just about any job in there. Um, there are millions of us. I have, I have, Worked in baseball about this much. And I guarantee you anybody that's not in some kind of director level position is an intern or some kind of temp. Uh, Dominic brings this up. Same when they threw away the 100th anniversary cake made by Carlos Bakery, a 400 pound cake. Now, I agree with that because like, hey, just invite people for the cake, you know, like bring it to the fans. Hey, fans, come down here. We're all going to eat cake in the parking lot, get a bunch of plates, you know, at the dollar store. You're good. Um, that's what you and I would do with it. These guys they obviously don't care. They're, it's like the cleanup people come in. They're like, well, party's over. Nobody ate this cake. Anybody want it? No. All right. So you throw it away. Like, those no, take it to Nisei Lounge. They will plow that away. Like, whatever. I'm just saying that the, the cleanup people don't care. Like, they're just right. like in there to do their job. They want to get done. Like, yeah, they got other shit to do. They don't have time to like go down to Nisei Lounge. They've got other things to clean, you know? So I understand like why it would end up in the garbage, but the fact that there's nobody there in the first place to be like, Hey, nobody ate this cake. We should bring it to Nisei. And that shouldn't be the cleanup yeah. people's responsibility. That's the cause, right. you know? So hell? Um, put it on Twitter. Hey, Nisei, come down here and pick up a cake. Throw a party. Either way. They, they, they screwed. <laughs> exactly. Like, cake party. Everybody loves a cake party. I haven't been drinking this month. Like I would go to a cake party right now. Cause I'd like looking at a party. Hell yeah. Sugar sounds like great right now to me. I'm eating chocolate right now. Sorry if you can hear that. I'm very hungry. Oh, very nice. Um, this, this show fueled by Blake Beard's tickets, um, and chocolate. So, um, 
I guess that's the, that's pretty much the show. That's I want to go over to the Discord, hear from everybody over there. So um, Roberto Ramos says, "What did I miss? Had an important call the White House." <laughs> well, <laughs> Captain Cubbo's work is never done. So, uh, and uh, Terry E points out that the starving kids. Uh, <laughs> we, we keep canceling each other's stuff. The starving kids in the sweatshop that make the bobbleheads could eat the cake. Yeah, I, by the time it got there, though, you know, probably would be pretty stale. So yeah, that was that was a pretty pathetic week. Um, but I do have a few announcements to make. Uh, is that uh, June seventeenth? It's looking like Output Lounge is not booked, 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 booked yet. But um, we're gonna do it at Output Lounge. Uh, right after the game, the Cubs are going to play the Orioles, and then Bleacher Bump Band is going to rock. The album's coming out great. I was listening to it today where you got some final touches going in, and um, I, I was hoping to announce this tonight, but I can't, unfortunately. But if you're a Patreon member at the $5 level or a Bleacher Bump Band Patreon member, which helps us do our rehearsals and make this album happen, uh, if, if you're a Patreon member, member at the $5 level, at, at either of those uh, those Patreon sites, you will be getting this album first. All nine songs, you get it first. And we have a new way that you're going to also get this album. And we're going to make the shirt, we're going to print up the shirt on the right. So I, I didn't have it just by itself. But the black shirt, this is what everybody liked, with the fluorescent green and pink. Bleacher Bum Band shirts. And what we're going to do is we're going to sell these. And if you buy one, you get the album as well. So the, the shirt comes with the album. So it's like a shirt album or a shalbum, if you will. And uh, it's a combo. It's a, it's a bundle purchase. Exactly. And it's, and it's the way you can get the album before everybody else, before it comes out on Spotify and, and you can hear it first before everybody, or you can be a Patreon patron, but then you don't get, the you shirt. get a physical copy of the album or just like a download code. No download. Uh, you get nice. a download. Yeah. Or, or like a, a place to download it. Yeah. Like right, I'll put right. a, a, a Google doc or something like that um, or a Google drive thing. The other thing uh, I want to point out is that this is officially booked. Bleacher Bum Band is going to be playing at McCormick's in South Bend, Indiana on July 8th. And I'm going to drop the link in the chat right now uh, for the Facebook invite for this. Because uh, this is a really great dive bar. And we're going to sing the national anthem before the game. Um, and then afterwards, uh, we're going to rock out at this dive bar called McCormick's. And it's going to be free. And it's just going to be a freaking uh, really fun night in uh, South Bend. What what was that comment that you just had up there about? It's not on cassette. I, I'll make a cassette for you, Roberto. No problem. Just eight track only, though. That I cannot do. That's one medium I never really uh, got to toy with too much. But yeah, come on July 8th. There's also going to be, I think we're going to do group seats for that mm -hmm. game. And so um, I think what, what happens now is that they're going to give me a bunch of group seats and then everybody can go buy their own tickets and make sure that we're all in the same section. And they said there might be an all-inclusive option. So I was going to take a vote out there to see if people wanted that. Um, I kind of don't because I got to play and sing the national anthem. So I'm not going to really be in the mood to, like, be pounding beers. You know what I mean? Right. I got stuff to do is what I'm saying. How far, I how far a drive is South Bend from Chicago? Uh, two hours. Oh, that's not bad. 
Yeah, I mean, depending on where you are in Chicago land, it's right, not so right. bad at all. So we're we're probably going to stay over though, and that'll be fun. Um, next week, I'm hoping this is going to happen. So tune in next Sunday. Um, the schedule gets weird because the Cubs go to the West Coast, and uh, but we will have a show next Sunday night at eight o'clock Central Time. But I'm hoping. Um, I was writing to uh, Steve Trout about his uh, pillow mitt. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I love that 84 Cubs team. There's Steve with his pillow mitt. Uh, oh he, he, he invented $25 the pillow mitt. And I thought, you know, I would love to talk to Steve Trout about the 84 Cubs, which was my first heartbreak. And uh, and I would love him to come on the show. And I'm like, maybe he would come on if we helped him sell the pillow mitt. Heck yeah. And so I said, hey, Steve. Sell it and fabric ain't going to pay for itself. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have Steve on the show selling the pillow mitt, telling us how he got that uh, brilliant idea to make a mitt pillow combination, uh, just kind of like how I made a a, a shalbum. <laughs> and um, so anyway, he's going to come out with we'll Talk 84 Cubs next Sunday. So that'd be fun. Even if the Cubs suck this week, we'll have Steve Trout and have a good time. That's what I'm promising everybody. Um, got a little bad news. Uh, actually, this really sucks bad. Um Levante from the the leader of the Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah. Great uh, well, I, I don't know any other way to put this except that his son was shot. And um, he oh, no. he's fine. Is a you know, went clean through his, I don't know where he got shot, leg or something. I don't know. But it went like clean through. So it's, he's going to be okay. Uh, but he would just open his door for food. And I've just dropped a link in the chat of that um, news story in ABC7 Chicago. So uh, anyway, I just want to announce that we, you know, we give ten percent of everything from our Patreon patrons to the Lost Boys every quarter. Mm -hmm. We that's just ten percent goes straight to them. We tithe it over there. And when I was texting with Levante about this, and I told him like, "Hey, I'm like, I'm really sorry to hear this is just terrible news." Um, you know, I'll just read what he texted me back. Um, uh. Yeah, he said, son got popped getting food at the door. Shot wasn't for him. He says, yes, uh, recovering fortunate, no major damage, just shot through. Um, he says, uh, you know, I weighed in shit. You get, sh you get shit on your boots. This comes with my work. So he's like, so we're trying to help him do his work and like get other kids like this, that kid with the gun that shot his son. You know, like we want to reach that kid like Levante's trying to reach everybody out there and right, like absolutely. make this whole society better. And, um, you know, it's just so heartbreaking. And I asked if there was something that we could do, you know, as his son recovers, I'm like, can we like get him a puzzle or like, you know, something to do? I mean, and he's like, uh, he's 17. I was like, can I give him a guitar or something? And he's like, he's like, yeah, maybe a guitar would be cool. Maybe he'd sit there and play guitar and have something to fiddle with. So I think uh, I have an idea. I think we should all buy him a guitar. Um, I'm here for it. Where do I put the money? A decent, a decent enough guitar is like a hundred bucks. So you yeah. see the Venmo codes that are up here on uh, on top of our heads here on the show. People that are watching right now, uh, you can Venmo or pay. You can PayPal Sunranto at Gmail. You can Venmo Danny slash Rocket. Any money that's raised right now, I, I'm gonna give him a hundred bucks uh, towards a guitar. We'll send him a guitar because you can buy a decent starter guitar yeah, absolutely. on Amazon and I'll just send it right to him. 
So do that, and and I'll send him a guitar. And then the uh, and if there's any money left over, I'm just gonna give it. I'll put it on the Lost Boys pile and send it straight to him, and just make it part of keeping Levante going. So I mean, I, I'm sure you know Levante's got things taken care of or whatever, but you know, 17 year old boys cost money, and and medical bills aren't cheap. So he's got other anything. kids too. Yeah, absolutely. He's got so. a little one, cute little one too. Aww. And uh, that's gotta be scary knowing that Big Brother got shot and all of that. Oh gosh. Yeah, no, it's it sucks. Awful. No, it's just it's just awful, and it's you know Levante didn't even seem phased, and that is even sadder to me. Yeah, that is just like yep. Guess just guess my son got shot. You know, because happens every day. You know, so it just it sucks so bad. So I just want to reiterate that we're trying to do stuff for those guys and look up their website if you don't know it. It's lostboysinc.org. Um, so an another sad, I hate to end on sad news. We start sad because the Cubs and end sad because everybody's freaking, everything's going wrong. But our friend William club 400, William, this is not William. This is his wife, Mia, who unfortunately passed away this past week. So I just want to shout out to him. He's part of the club 400 family. Um, you know, I love William. She's a very nice person. They have special needs kids and now they're without their mom and it's just another heartbreaking thing. So if you know, William and you didn't know this, I just wanted to just, you know, shout out to him and just, you know, let you know, he's let us know, let him know that here at the Sun Ranto show that we're thinking about him and everything. Um, but just sad stuff. Um, I don't know where else, what else to say, but I just felt like I should acknowledge that cause he's very close to the show. And, um, so, but we're we're still here to tell the tale. Unfortunately for <laughs> for Cub fans, it's it's hasn't been a great week. But uh, we will have fun here and uh, hashtag chance in the chat. Uh, and you can win at the mess. We got a lot of doom in the postcard. Maybe this time, maybe not as much. Maybe not as much joy. But we'll, um, find, we'll find a little bit of love to put in the postcard too. Yeah. Well, I have to put pain into this album, right? Otherwise, the 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 final mixes of the Bleacher Bum Band album won't be any good if I don't feel terrible <laughs> about everything. Ultimately, so, it's fun to get mail that isn't bills. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that it really is. I I kind that's why I do it for that yeah. exact reason. So I I do have uh, two uh, TFCs, and uh, the first one. This these the first flexing cube is uh, Dom, it, uh, the director of morale, Frederick. He tweeted this out, and it, he was told yesterday that an actual dumpster had caught on fire before the game at the Federal Landmark, aka He's Wrigley good. Fields. Can't make this stuff up. We need to figure it out already. And there he found the picture. He got the picture. There was literally a dumpster fire at Wrigley Fields, besides the one that. on the field. Yeah. So we got that going for us. And then the last TFC is actually from you. Oh, yeah. So Sarah Sanchez tweeted out. Um, Nico has a ridiculous hit tool. And you've <laughs> subtweeted. I think they call it a bat. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the one where I said that the uh, one of the greatest battles of history was David Ross versus good decisions. <laughs> yeah. No, you had a couple good. The thing about the Cubs losing is that, that you're never short on quips at that. point. <laughs> so 
Um, Group therapy in Discord after the show. Yeah, come on by. Uh, you have to be a Patreon member. And speaking of Patreon members, let's give away that Pedro Strope. Um, if you join right now, um, you could win it. I'll share my screen here. Can everybody see that? Okay. Yes. So let me see if anybody joined during the show, because um, I will add you to the list. No, uh, nope, nobody joined during the show. Um, but you can be eligible for next month's prize, which uh, I don't know what that is yet, but we'll figure it out. Cool. Um, let's let's pick a winner. Where are the strokes? Here we go. Who will be the super renter of the month? The super renter of the month. The winner is Stan Mitchell. Congratulations. Congrats, Stan. I think you've won stuff before. That's freaking awesome. Um, and now let's uh, pick a chance prize. Who will win the chance? And, th and this you get entered for. We I got like a, a growing list of stuff uh, that's in the giveaway for the chance. And that is, uh, you know, like baseball cards and just little stuff. And at the end of the year, we're going to pick a big chance winner. And you'll just win all this great smorgasbord stuff. Uh, a smorgasbord. A, a so here we go. Let's pick a chance winner. And the winner is Maggie May. Congratulations. You are the winner of this week's chance. So that was a lot of fun. Um, once again, we're doing the Sandra City where the Cubs are so shitty. And uh, we're giving it. We're going to give away this awesome book. Send in your Cubs poems. Just uh, you know, DM me, uh, tweet them out. Just tag me and stuff. I'll screenshot everything. We'll judge you and your terrible poetry on this show, and you can win this awesome side book from Sandra. Just um, remember, you have to out poem Michael Cotton. Yeah, is is that is it going to be like? Uh, when oh, you gotta, there's like, no way Cotton's not entering that competition. Come on. Like, are you are you smarter than a fifth grader kind of thing? Are you smarter than the poet laureate? Are you a better poet than our laureate? Um, yeah, I think Michael should be the ultimate final boss on this one. Don't you think that I think so. he's the Gordon Ramsay? He'll be he, so mad if somebody else gets the title of Cubs Poet Laureate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael's like, that's technically my book you're giving away, dude. Like, Excuse me, sir. It's signed to me. So come hang out with us in the in the Discord tonight. We'll be hanging out over there. Give us a second to get over there. In the meantime, I'm going to play a song. Uh, that's new off the album. I played it last week, but I think it's pretty funny. Uh, it's called The Ballad of Poncho Boy. It also had to do with a bobblehead Saturday that went awry. Just like this last bobblehead Saturday. God, it's just consistent. If, if nothing else, we're consistent with our treachery. <laughs> so, I'm going to do a smidgen. Agog. Agog. Began to stream to go see their favorite team. 
separate lines to pass through security. There was one man who had a plan and knew just where to go. Run to section 504 and down to the first row. He had come prepared for rain with a plastic poncho. He'd get revenge with his girlfriend without getting soaked. And he'd sit there in the rain for seven hours straight. He'd sit right through the weather that had made the game delayed with his plastic poncho on. He'd sit all afternoon long. That's why I'm writing Poncho Boy this song. Jack was Bleacher Jeff, he'd pick the slowest line While Poncho's line moved faster, abetting in the crime For unbeknownst to Jeffrey, a few weeks in the past He'd saved seats in his section, making Poncho pretty mad He'd come back from Iowa to teach Jeff the lesson He'd claim Jeff's customary seat in Jeff's usual section For the tickets they both held said general admission Revenge will be served cold and wet No respect for tradition And he'd sit there in the rain For seven hours straight He'd sit right through the weather That had made the game delayed With his plastic poncho on He'd sit all afternoon long That's why I'm writing Poncho Boy this song Jeff got to his section, he said, What have we here? A rookie season ticket holder who maybe comes to 20 games a year. I'll buy you a couple beers if you give up that seat. If not, I'm gonna shame you in a notorious tweet. But Poncho Boy, he wouldn't budge, he wouldn't move a muscle. The seat that once held Bleacher Jeff now held a soaking couple. The driving rain poured off his poncho pooling into puddles. While Bleacher Jeff stayed warm and dried out in the Bleacher Tunnel. And he sat there in the rain for seven hours straight. He sat right through the weather that had made the game delayed with his plastic poncho on. He sat all afternoon long. That's why I just wrote Poncho Boy this song. Thank you. 